Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. All right, let's get now to our guest, also worth waiting for his insights. Here is Ryan Bellinger, Managing Principal and Founder at Claro Advisors, joining us from Boston. So we had the IMF doubling down on its warning about outlook cuts and Moody's saying that the U.S. risks talking itself into recession. How worrying are these recessionary concerns on your market outlook for the remainder of the year? Yeah, nice to be with you again. Yeah, I think the, there's great concern for a recession uh, moving forward. I mean, it's clear the Fed is behind. Uh, they've been behind for a while. I think they've got to get closer to 4% on a Fed funds rate. If they can do that, I think we can uh, tamp down the inflation. I do think a recession still happens. But the good news is not all recessions are, are so severe as the, the ones in recent history. So I think it is you're, you are able to have a recession, which in some ways is healthy. It's part of an economic cycle without it being a uh, real catastrophe catastrophe for the economy. So that's what we're hoping happens. Yeah, and there is, of course, um, some suggestions that we could already be in a recession. You're saying, though, that the data doesn't support that view. I don't think so. I mean, look, you could always, yeah, I, I could be wrong, but the, the con- consumer spending is still up. Uh, you've got household finances are, you know, seem very you know, well positioned. Corporate cash and balance sheets are very healthy. Uh, so on, on that, on some of those data points, it really doesn't look like we are in a recession. Um, but obviously, everyone knows that you know the uh, the weaker points of the data certainly leading with inflation. I think that's going to be a big cause for concern. And and inflation is kind of a tricky thing. You've got um, you know eighty thousand or a hundred thousand data points that go into it, and um, you know so just there's just a few staples that everyone kind of uses, and housing's one of the biggest one, but but rent isn't really a big part of the housing figure. So that's kind of something that I'm, I'm watching for the second half of the year. And against the backdrop of rising prices as well, we've had uh, King Dollar and there's a lot of calls that dollar strength risks becoming a self-reinforcing feedback loop or this dollar doom loop, as John Terek from JST Advisors put it, in the sense that that could become a headwind then to world economic growth. What assets are most at risk from a continuing strong dollar? Yeah, no question. The dollar has been incredibly strong. I think that's great for for the imports, right? Price imports will go down, but not great for for U.S. goods. Obviously, if there's cheaper goods elsewhere, uh, people are going to tend to to buy those. So I think the strong dollar actually, you know, will will hurt the the global economy just as forecasted. And 
um, you know, it's just the domestic products are going to be much less attractive. So that leads to some more weakening data points, in my opinion, coming down the road. You've also pointed that a lot of the dollar strength has been driven by the Fed's hawkishness. If we start to see them suggest that, you know, potentially September is the end of the aggressive rate hike cycle, does that then bode well for some kind of asset rally into the latter part of the year? I think so. Although, you know, is it possible that the market has lost some confidence in the Fed, um, you know, given the last year or so? I mean, certainly inflation isn't anywhere close to being transitory. So, you know, it used to be all eyes were on the Fed. Uh, I'm kind of curious to know whether the market's lost a little confidence in their predictive capabilities. So even if mm. they came out and say, hey, things are looking really good, are people going to trust it? We've been talking about uh, some of your, I guess, suggestions for where you could see some moves in the second half of the year. You're saying you like consumer staples, financials and large cap technology. What are you staying away from? Well, there's certainly a lot to be fearful of. I think any asset that relies on cheap money, you have to stay away from that. So, you know, non-profitable companies, we're, we're not really interested in investing in those types of stocks any longer. Um, on the fixed income side, there's been a lot that's become really attractive. You know, municipal bonds is one area we're looking at. Yields are three times higher than they were in January. So you've still got a ton of states and uh, municipalities that are flush with cash off of record tax revenues. And don't forget, you still have the CARES Act that pays out this year and next year uh, to a lot of the municipalities. So municipal bonds is an area that we like uh, on Mm -hmm. the second half of the year. I know when it comes to outside the US, you use mutual funds to invest, but I just wanted to get your thoughts in terms of what we're seeing in China, because there are a few calls now that the equity bull run may have run its course because there's still so many economic challenges in China. We've got COVID-19 cases continuing to climb. There's worries as well about further lockdowns and authorities in Shanghai saying that the situation in the city remains relatively severe. Your outlook on, on I guess, China equities, but also the growth picture there as we continue to see COVID zero play part yeah it's it's uh it's been trying to quite a difficult situation in china with the, the zero covid policy but i think those are all kind of shorter term things my biggest concern in china is just the the ruling party government i mean they, they can come in at any point and just and shut down businesses shut down sectors we saw that a little bit in big china tech at the end of last year so you can be running really nice profitable companies um and then the ruling party decides that you know, you're not going to be in favor and, and uh, you got to toe the line and then all of a sudden the stock drops 60 percent. So it's it's a it's a huge risk to be putting your capital there. I think you've got to stay in companies that are really healthy, have you know huge business modes uh, and they can stick around for a period of stress. And I think that the short term stress of the covid and, and the growth story, I think, will play itself out as well. Do you buy into the thought that perhaps that regulatory crackdown on tech has ended or an ADRs, a China tech ADR, something you would be staying away from? I mean, if I if I was an investor there, I, I would be hopeful that there that's ended. But I, I don't think we've seen any signaling of that. I don't think anyone really could predict that, if I'm being honest. I think that's uh, inside the, the mind of one person. But it's <laughs> it feels like it's a, it's a difficult place to invest in. And if you are an investor there, you just got to know what you own. You got to know the risks and you got to know that, you know, any short term investment could become a long term investment pretty quickly. All right. Well, tell us where you are invested outside the U.S. I mentioned earlier European and Japanese stocks through mutual funds. Just what do you like there? Yeah, so we use asset managers to get our asset allocation in, in those uh, parts of the world. And, and pr- predominantly, they like the developed markets. So you're talking about the U.K., 
France, Germany. Um, and then if you're going into Asia, you know, you, you got to be invested there too, just probably a smaller investment. Uh, so the most part, it's going to be large cap developed companies. And, and those companies are actually trading at near recessionary multiples already. I mean, the U.S. is trading at 16 times, but you've got plenty of, of uh, companies trading in the, in the high single digits um, in Europe. And we think, you know, the downside is, is pretty much already factored in if you can buy in at those levels. All right. And just bringing it back to the Fed, as you say, they've been behind. What do you expect at their next meeting? Do you think we will see a 75 basis points? At least I'm hoping for I'm hoping for 100. You know, I think that they've decided they've got to do whatever they can to stamp out the inflation. I think it's smart. You can't be worried about the short term at this point. I think historically speaking, you've got to get the inflation, uh, the interest rate at above at a spot at or above where prevailing long term inflation levels will be. So if the long term inflation levels are looking at 4% right now, I think you've got to get at least to that point. All right, Ryan, great to have you with us. Thank you so much for your insights. Ryan Bellinger is Managing Principal and Founder at Claro Advisors on the line from Boston for us here on Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. Success, it's discipline, it's teamwork. It's the drive and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. It's what Stiefel's been doing for over 130 years. And it's why Stiefel's one of the fastest growing global wealth management and investment banking firms in the industry. Stiefel, it's where success meets success. Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.